Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Tales from the TARDIS podcast. I'm your host Scott Summers and today is going to be my review of Doctor Who series 10 episode 3, Thin Ice. So let's crack on and as per my new format I'm going to start off by telling you what I really liked about this episode. And first of all right from the off has got to be the period costumes just seeing the outfits, I thought they all looked amazing. It's something Doctor Who and especially the whole of the BBC can do. Is they, they do all their nice period dramas. And then when Doctor Who goes back into the past, it just looks absolutely amazing. Which leads on to my next point. It's just the visuals as a whole. Like the last week, we had these amazing sets. Which were a combination of real and you know added to... And here, it just, the visuals of sort of the 1800s just had the look and feel of it, and it was all perfect. And also the visuals in terms of, when with the lights underneath the ice, uh, with those fish, and also the way that the ice would then sort of reform after someone fell through it. Just thought it was absolutely amazing. Um, and what is still probably my favourite moment of the episode is the Doctor punching Lord Sutcliffe in the face after he is incredibly racist to Bill. Just almost didn't see it coming for me. And then once I saw it, it was just obvious. And it was just that there was a setup from the Doctor as he was, you know, trying to tell Bill that he was going to, you know, maybe use a bit of charm, just talk very calmly and then within 30 seconds punches him in the face I had my hand in the air I was cheering it was just absolutely amazing and now while this episode didn't have too many real standout amazing moments for me it also didn't have too many sort of really low points most of the points of what I didn't quite like with the episode are quite nitpicky really I mean first for me is when the I know it's used to advance the plot and introduce the kids but when the Sonic gets taken I mentioned this on my commentary it seems to be the only time we've ever seen the Sonic screwdriver in that particular pocket of the Doctor's sort of whether it was the trouser side pocket or an outside jacket pocket it really just seemed too too obvious that it was going to get taken the way it was almost presented almost as as someone would present a gun that they've sort of got in on their side i mean i realized it was to advance the plot and to introduce the kids and it is nitpicky as i've said um another nitpick for me was when the Doctor and Bill do go below the ice, I think I mentioned both of these on my commentary as well, how the Bill, Bill rather, um, is incredibly lucky when she throws the lamp and it hits the Doctor, allowing him to see her, and then it doesn't really seem that there is any room for the Doctor to get below the ice when he does manage to go through um, that hole. Um, and one thing which I suppose... I didn't like about the episode, but I wasn't supposed to like, would be Lord Sutcliffe. 
you're not supposed to like him, he's supposed to be the antagonist, the villain of the episode. And I suppose that is how Sarah Dollard wrote him. And so that's probably exactly how I was supposed to perceive him as a character that I absolutely hated. I I had so much joy when the Doctor punched him. And then when he does finally fall below the ice at the end, it's just such a good moment for me, really. Um, and I have to say, I, I, might, I may be differing with some other people. I didn't think the child actors were too bad. We've seen examples of good and bad child acting on Doctor Who. I, I thought they were they were quite good, really. Um, and the creature for me, even even when you sort of see it at the end, with when it comically splashes the Doctor and Bill in the face, I th- I thought the visuals were quite uh, quite good there for that creature. Um, Moving on to what I thought of uh, of our main characters, our heroes. The Doctor, once again, Peter Capaldi continues to shine. He's just brilliant. His speech to Lord Sutcliffe, it's another powerful Doctor speech. We've seen the Twelfth Doctor in particular gives these just amazing speeches just with, you know, you can really feel that he's 2,000 years old when he gives these speeches about humanity. Bill Pearl Mackey again. I still love Bill's character and still love Pearl Mackey. Three amazing episodes for me. Where you you see her start to question the Doctor when she asks him about killing and murder, and it's really interesting because you do need that slight companion fight back. Um, but she does, like every good companion, does eventually end up understanding. And sees the Doctor's point that you have to move on, you have to keep going. And then in the end, she makes the decision to save the beast, the this sea creature, and it just helps settle her. And I just cannot wait to see what she keeps doing. And the best bit is that she is not a plot device like so many other companions have been. She's just a good companion. And then, obviously, I'm going to just touch on Nardo and Matt Lucas. Very brief sort of wrapping off what we saw him at the very start of the previous episode. And you see him at the end, and at the start, it's, it's he's the comic relief again. with the He, he made the tea, put a bit of coffee in it for flavour. Little, little, little chuckle there. And then at the end, we see him down at the vault. And again, we wonder what is this oath the Doctor has taken and what is inside this vault. I personally, as I mentioned on the commentary, thought that the uh, knocking on the door from whatever is inside the vault was a rhythm of three. I've heard some people say they thought it was a rhythm of four, obviously, trying to uh, put two and two together and seeing John Sim in a trailer for this series and thinking how good would it be to have him inside the vault I'm not going to speculate uh, at this moment what I think is inside the vault I don't think I really need to Um, and now just a quick little uh, reference check 
as, uh, as we know, this series of Doctor Who has had a few little references and callbacks, some intentional, some maybe not. I personally thought that with Bill deciding to save the beast, it seemed a bit of a callback to the, ble- the beast below and Amy choosing to save the star well. I, I saw that link there. Obviously, we had a, a much stronger link with uh, the Doctor saying he's been to, to the Frost Fair before. Obviously, River's song in A Good Man Goes to War said that the Doctor, the 11th Doctor as it was uh, at the time, took her to that same Frost Fair for her birthday. Uh, and they were serenaded by Stevie Wonder. Very uh, wonder if they were both there the same day, how close they uh, may have come to meeting how close the Doctor may have come to meeting himself, possibly. Um, I also got a bit of a um, empty child Doctor Dances uh, vibe from the sort of group of of children. I saw a sort of a comparison between Kitty in this episode and uh, Nancy from the empty child, the way she's the oldest and sort of cares for these few little children um, potentially those the, the three youngest were the names possibly inspired by previous Doctor Who uh, companions where we had Perry, Harry and Dots you know could have been Perry companion to fifth and sixth Doctor Harry of course fourth Doctor companion and um, Dot could have been uh, in relation to uh, Dorothy Ace McShane, Seventh Doctor companion, or um, Dorothy, also known as a Dodo First Doctor companion. But jumping back into the um, Ace uh, comparison there, uh, Thin Ice, as I mentioned in my commentary, was originally going to be a story in season 27 of Doctor Who, which was the year after it got uh, cancelled, technically uh, in the classic series and would have seen uh, the Ice Warriors come up against the Seventh Doctor and Ace in what at that point was planned to be Ace's leaving story Um, I have since been told it was uh, the idea was used for one of Big Finish's lost stories range in 2011 so if you're interested in that you're probably going to check that out I'd say if you're interested in hearing more Doctor Who, maybe once this series has come to an end, i big finish a big recommendation from me. Um, I might even be giving a short little mini review of some of the big finish stories I've listened to once this series does come to a close. Um, and one last nice little reference. For me, the Doctor being called Doctor Disco again, as we saw the psychic paper. A lovely little... Uh, Two references in one there, obviously. Dr. Disco, he used that in uh, Zygon Invasion from a couple of years ago. And the psychic paper, always good, introduced in the new series with Christopher Eccleston, but always good to see the psychic paper back for me. Um, And that's all the references. That's everything I wanted to cover in my review. So now I come to my rating of the episode. I would give this an 8 out of 10 on par the rating with episode 1. Um, both, I would say, slightly better than episode 2, just ever so marginally. 
um, another good episode. It wasn't, you know, it didn't blow me away. It wasn't outstanding. It's just been three very good episodes so far. We've seen Sarah Dollard obviously come back as the writer after Face the Raven, which I don't. Th- I definitely wasn't its biggest fan, um, which was partly due to the way that Clara was sort of handled in that episode, I'd say. And uh, directed by Bill Anderson, who is coming back to direct another story. I'm not sure which one it is. He will be directing another episode from this series. Um, And yes, so that has been my review of Doctor Who series 10, episode 3, Thin Ice. Please leave a like, comment and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. You can contact me on Twitter at tales underscore TARDIS or via email at talesfromthetardispodcast at gmail.com and I'll be back next week with a commentary and review of episode 4. Once again, I seem to have uh, kept myself in the dark so far regarding the spoilers of episode titles, uh, but it looks really interesting. We're going to see uh, Bill in uh, a more earth and her own world i think it's going to be really interesting um so can't wait for that i'll be back next week with that but until then i'm scott summers and you have been listening to tales from the tardis podcast